So we're going to continue along the lines. How many of you have been learning from this Sonship series? Okay. The next series is going to be the orphan spirit. All right. And that is going to be very interesting because those two teachings are literally what you need after inner healing and deliverance. If you get those two teachings properly, that is the inner healing and deliverance. Jesus told the disciples that you are clean because the word I have spoken. I cleansed you just by speaking to you. The stuff I'm teaching you is just cleansing your soul. So we're going to talk about the, we're coming from the five stages of sonship again. We're doing the sonship series. Uh, we went through the nepios, which is the infant. We went through the pation, which is a little child. We went through the technon, which is a teenager. We went through the uh, nanisco, which is the young adult. Now we have arrived at the weas the fully mature child of God, the we are son, the son in which he's able to obtain the kingdom, the son in which the father feels like I can put stuff in your hands and I can trust you. All right. So the five stages, nepios between zero and five, preschooler. How many of you know when you're in preschool, you can't teach nobody nothing? <laughs> But you need to learn. And all these things are dealing with the spirit. It's dealing with the spirit. The zero to five in a preschooler is just to explain or bring a parallel between the natural and the spiritual. All right. So then we have the pation, which is the ages of six years old to 12. That is the one who's in elementary, the little child. Then we have the technon, the teenager, which nobody wants to deal with in the natural or the spiritual. <laughs> Nobody wants to deal with the technon. Then we have the nanisco, which is the young adult. Then we have the weas. The thing about the weas is this. The weas has seen an entire generation. When the father got ready to send the children of Israel into the promised land, he had to kill off an entire generation. All right, he had to kill off generations. A generation is 40 years is a generation. He had to kill off generations just to get a bunch of people who would see it his way. This is where we are now in the body of Christ. Churches are closing down, movements are stopping, and the whole reason why is because it is time for us to get into the promised land. Leaders that cannot take them will, will, be, will be just like Moses. Removed out the way. Your ministry would not take people any further. That's what's going on right now. And so the we us, by definition, the we us, by definition, is a son. Not just a son, but a legitimate son. So the moment that you are born again, and Christ becomes one with your spirit. You are, a, you are a legitimate child. You are a weas at the spirit level. All the growth is happening at the soul level. 
All right. The entire five stages of sonship is happening at the soul level. It is not happening at the spirit level. At the spirit level, you are 100 percent a child of God. You are authentic. Heaven recognizes it. The whole purpose of us growing is so that you can obtain your inheritance. Like I just told you before, all I want to do is be who the father says I am. All I want to have is what the Father says belongs to me. In order for me to do that, I have to be developed. In order to receive the inheritance, I have to grow. And that is the one thing in the church that I always, I always question people. How are we growing? How do we track our growth? Until I found these five stages of sonship, I had no idea what growth looked like. Because like I tell you, most of the time in a church, we think growth is what? I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't fornicate. I don't go to the club. And we think that's what growth is. We think because we have stopped doing those things that we are growing. And you're not growing because you stopped doing those things. Those are simply disciplines. It's a lot of people who don't smoke, drink, go to the club, don't party. It's a lot of people who don't do that. And it's evil as all outdoors. <laughs> it's people who smoke cigarettes who have better hearts than people who don't. It's people who drink alcohol, who have a better disposition and who are more focused on the things of God than people who don't. That's why I tell you, sin has nothing to do with inanimate objects. Sin is all at the soul level. Because the sin is against heaven. It's not against earth. But the church has named sin. We've made our own sins up. We just made our own sins up. We made up what sin is. We just created our own sins. Like, you come to church, like, that's a sin? <laughs> you didn't give an offering? That's a sin? I got some, some Steve Harvey morning show stuff. Do we have it? Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, so we, we made up our own sin, our own sins in the church. So... Now that we, we can see that, well, let me finish this. A weos refers to a legal heir and thus by implication an adult. Those who in character and life resemble God, those governed by the spirit of God, repose calm and joyful trust in God. Now, the nepios, character and life does not resemble God. Can we agree with that? The pation Life does not resemble God. Am I right? The technon is where you start to conform. You start to conform. Then the Niscoff, you you've arrived a little bit further. But it is at the weos level in which the Father will put your destiny in your hands. And most people don't make it here. Why they don't make it here? Because they don't even know it exists. First. And secondly, it's not religious. So it has nothing to do with you being best friends with the pastor. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Or oh, Kirby, y'all be in good hands. Oh, y'all be in good hands. If it was just with y'all being friends with the pastor. 
What you trying to say, Shay? You ain't my friend? Oh, wow. You my sister. I got you. I got you. So, our first scripture on the day, we're going to come from Romans 829. I'm going to zoom through this, as I always say, but never do. I look at it like this. I used to think about rushing and then rushing through stuff like that. And then the father hit me like this. He said, they don't do that when it's time to watch sports. He said, they binge on Netflix for hours. Hours. Then you get up and you feel conscious because you, ta- you taught over 30 minutes. I don't. Not at all. Because the thing I love about ministry is I love seeing people fly. There's no better feeling than to see somebody get the life that belongs to them. Ain't no better feeling <laughs> than to see somebody grab what belongs to them. That, there's no better feeling. I know what my greatness is. My greatness is making people great. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> that should be all our greatness, right? Romans 8.29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Now, this is the will for everybody's life. This is the father's will for everybody's life. He said those he foreknew, he predestined. So if he foreknew you, then he predetermined that you will conform to the image of his son. That's his will. Above all things in your life, he wants you to conform to the image of his son. That's why when we did the definitions, it said that the weas in character and in life resembles the father. That the weas is led by the spirit. So he said, for those whom he foreknew, he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, and I ordained you a prophet to the nation. (laughs) The Bible says he knows the end of a thing before what? The beginning. So to be predestined means this, that before you got to earth, you had a destiny already waiting for you. When you were born through your mother's womb and a doctor smacked you on the butt, did that really happen? I don't know. Okay. You had a destiny. When you were born into this planet, you were born with a destiny. That's why he said he predestined you. The first part of predestination is that you conform to the image Now, the Bible said that he created us in his image according to his likeness. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you automatically become like him. So the work is done in the likeness department. Now, the rest that has to be done is in the image, the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, the appetite, the aversions. 
That is where all the work needs to be done. This is where the conformity happens. That's why the definition of we are says that he conforms to the character and the life. The character and the life. The character and the life resembles the father. So he said he also predestined us to be conformed to the image of his we us, his son, his we us, his mature child. He did not want us to conform to the image of the Nepios. He didn't want us to conform to the image of the Pation. So what does that mean? We don't stop growing. We continue. He didn't want us to conform to the image of the Technon. He didn't want us to conform to the image of the Nanisco. He wanted us to conform to the image of his fully mature child. Then it says that he what? might be the firstborn of many brethren. So the father looked at Christ and said, watch this, I'm, gonna, I'm about to send you to earth, or better yet, watch this, this is why Satan got upset. This is why Satan is in the wilderness testing Jesus, and the first thing comes out of his mouth, if you be a son of God, I want to see you do this. If you be a son of God, do that. If you be a son of God, why is that, point, why is that the point of reference for the Satan? Because that's where he got upset with the father at. Because the Bible said when he brought Christ before them, he told all the angels, worship him. And Satan said, no. And Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning. So I saw him fall like lightning. The Bible said, he said in his heart, I will exalt my throne above the most high. Angels don't even have permission to be like the Father. Only us. We are the only beings that he created and gave permission to become like him. You have the same soul as your heavenly Father. You have the same soul. That's why he said, imitate me. You have the capability. The angels don't. He said, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you will visit him? For you made him a little lower than the angels and you crowned him with glory and honor. He made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. When we accepted Christ, it exalted us above the angels. He predestined this. That's why I tell people all day, this is his plan. This is not your plan. Could you please do me a favor? Could you please realize that this is not your plan? You had nothing to do with this. In heaven, you had, you had nothing to do with this. You were not there when the Father decided he was going to create you. Just like in the natural, you were not there when your parents decided they were going to give birth to you. So it was their fault because they, it was not their fault, but it was, it was their responsibility because they brought you into the planet to do what? Take care of you, to raise you. Most believers don't hear the father in that capacity. They don't hear a father that wants to nurture them, that wants to love them, that wants to raise them. Matter of fact, they don't hear a father that encourages them. They hear a father that says, they don't even hear a father, they just hear God. And that's the one thing I am trying to lose in this church, the whole God thing. Because God is not just an individual. It is a race of people. <laughs> it is a race of beings. So you can say God told me and be talking about a person. 
Y'all agree with that? Bible said we all gods, right? God told me. You know, any voice could have said that. See, but it's different when you say the father told me. You, you see the difference? Because a father has a particular way of thinking when he tells you to do something. I was telling Kirby yesterday. I said, what's that? Maybe this morning. We was up at 3 o'clock this morning. I've been up since 3 o'clock. <laughs> I told him, I said, if the father was to send you on tour, right? If he told you, the father's not going to tell you to go on tour right now. Send you to a 50-city tour right now. Why? Because he knows that you have not been on a set. You have not been singing. You have not been practicing. So what does he know? You're not equipped for that. So the father's not going to come to him tomorrow and say, I'm going to send you on a 60-city tour. No, he's going to come to him and say, I'm going to provide this opportunity for you to open up for such and such, to sing, and then from there, he'll take you to big things. We'll say the father, look, the father told us to start a, five, a Fortune 500 company with no education. We'll say the father told us to get married and we don't even know what a spouse is. You feel me? This is what we do. God told me, really? No, a father tells you. When a father tells you, he's going to make sure that his child aligns with what he wants to get done. When a father tells you to do something, he's going to make sure you're prepared to do that. Why? Because we have these two sides of one coin. When you're in God, you have these two sides. The first side is this. I have to mature. I'm an infant. I have to grow. The second part is I got to lose this orphan. If my 15-year-old son came to me right now and said, this is my girlfriend. We're going to get married. I would tell her, you a fool. This boy's 15 years old. <laughs> he has no idea what a husband is. Amen? You know when your child's ready. If he tell us to do something, is he not going to prepare us for it? Y'all seem like y'all don't like me when I say that. Whatever, right? Okay, this is the will of the Father for our life. The Father wants many brethren to be like Jesus. He wants many of us. He looked at Jesus and said, I want a lot of y'all. My wife got an um, a auntie, and this woman has 21 kids by the same man. You got to say that nowadays. 21 kids. That's supernatural. I don't care what you're talking about, okay? That's supernatural. So, and I, I want to talk to him. I need to know, was this planned? <laughs> Or do y'all get to like 10 and say, you know, we might as well just go for 20. <laughs> but never yet, but nevertheless, this was the father's plan. He said, I want a lot of children. I want a lot of them. This is his plan. So this scripture right here is also the word of the father that employs the Holy Spirit and the fivefold ministry. It is because you have to be predestined that you need the Holy Spirit. It is because you are predestined and you need to mature that you need the fivefold ministry. 
This is what employs us. This is why the Bible says that he watches over his word to make sure that it is performed. What word is he watching over? The predestined word that he spoke over your life. This is why the Bible said that God works in us his will and to do his good pleasure. Why? Because he predestined you. When you were born again, he said, okay, I know what I call Chris to do. Now it is my job to put him in position to succeed. Hence, spiritual family. Hence, practicing righteousness. Amen? Our next scripture, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. says, after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of heaven said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So now this is the inauguration of Jesus' ministry. He gets baptized And it said, the Spirit of God descends upon him, and he hears a voice, a testimony, a witness from his father saying, this is my son, my weas, my fully mature love, my beloved son, my son that I love. (laughs) And then he says this, in whom I am pleased with. He didn't say who you are pleased with. You got to get that. According to Jesus, when you hit this weas level, you're not going to be liked. Anytime the Father is pleased with you, Satan is not. I'm going to go further. Anytime the Father is pleased with you, religion is not. I ain't got no amens on that. I got one, one amen on that. I got religious folks in here. Hmm. He said, this is my son who I am pleased with. Now, why is he pleased with him? Well, because he matured. Because he's matured. At 12, now watch this. Now I want you to notice two things. One, he says he's pleased with Jesus, and Jesus has not cast out a devil. Jesus has not done a miracle. He has not turned water to wine. He's done no ministry. He has no disciples. But he's pleased with them. You get me? That, that's why Jesus told them. He said, look, in that day, many people are going to say, did we not prophesy? Did we not cast out devils? Did we not do miracles? And he's going to say, get away from me. I never knew you. Why was he letting them know that? It is not about you doing those things. It's about, is the Father pleased with you? Because according to Jesus, you can do that and the Father not be pleased.
This is why he said, I only do what the father tell me to do. That's why the father was pleased with him. But watch this. At the age 12, he was in the temple. He was in the temple at the age 12. At the age 12, he had a mindset, I must be about my father's business. At the age 12, now he's 30. Now he's 30. That's why I tell you, this is not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. It's some tests and some trials. And watch this. He haven't even had the wilderness experience. But the thing about it is, he was trying to be about his father's business. He was not, he was a, he gave his will over to the father, but it was not just for, watch this, performance. It was not just for performance. He was about his father's business. And it had nothing to do with miracles, signs, and wonders. Why is that? Because the father's business is you being developed. That's the father's business, is you being developed. How do I know that? Because he predestined you to conform to the image of his son, so that his son will be the firstborn of many brethren. So he said, this is my beloved son who I am well pleased with. Like I said again, this is why he said, I only do what my father tells me to do. Now, that is the sign of a weos. Not in a sense that you just say that. Because we can all say it, right? I only do what my father tells me to do. And we use it to be arrogant. We use it as a reason to not do what leadership tells us to do. <laughs> we use it as a reason to disobey the boss. Am I right? We use it as a reason. No, you know, when you, you know when this has taken effect? When it is your heart. When your soul says this without you having to make it say that. When, you, when, when sin irritates you. You'll get to a point, being a part of this ministry, where the very sin will break your heart if you sin against the Father. It'll break your heart. But if Nepios, it, it don't break your heart. Why? Because you're mostly carnal. You're carnal. At the, at the Pation, carnal. At the Technon, you still got some carnality there. The Bible says it was only at the, it was at the Nanisco level that we became what? Strong. It was at the Nanisco level that we actually became overcomers. Next scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Says, for all who are being led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, 
but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry, Abba, Father. So verse 14 says, for all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are we us of God. These are fully mature children. So if you're going to say that I'm mature, then, then what must happen is that your life must consist of you being led by the Spirit. Because he says, for all who are being led, all who are being led, not all who are led at one point in time, but stop. It's a continuous lifestyle of being led by the Spirit. You think Jesus woke up in the morning? Now, you think Jesus woke up in the morning, did everything he needed to do, and then by noon he consulted the Father? Woo! Got an uppercut, wasn't it? That's why when he, when he taught us how to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. The first thing he did when he woke up said, Father, give me my daily bread. What is my assignment? What is it that you need me to do? I need to hear your voice. What is the direction I need to go? Be with me. Show me what it is. Give me vision, signs. I don't care what it is, but I need to be doing your will on today. That's why I, I tell look, did Jesus do miracles? Did Jesus cast out devils? Did he open the eyes of the blind? Now, why did he do that? Assignment, and what did you say? The Father's will. He said he only did what the Father told him to do. So if he, when he seen that boy at that funeral procession in that coffin, it wasn't the first time he seen that. Funerals weren't new to him. It was this specific time he said, wake him up. I only do what the father tell me to do. He didn't start sitting outside looking for funerals. This is where the church is. We go looking for, to make miracles happen. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus said, I only do what the Father tell me to do. So if I'm casting this devil out, it's because the Father told me to do it. But he heard as a son. If he did this miracle, it was because what? The Father told him to do it. Blind Bartimaeus could have been on the side of the road crying out Jesus' name all he wants to. If the father don't prompt it in his spirit to stop and go deal with that man, he keeps walking. This is where we have to get to the point. I get people calling me all the time, oh, why the church ain't healing more folks? Because ain't enough sons. It's not enough sons and daughters. That's why. Because the person who did it and showed us how to do it had this relationship that we have yet to tap into. We just want to see, 
what we think is the glory. We just want to do that so we can have it attached to our name. So we can tell everybody this is what we do. Watch this. Because I'm going to do a, 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 a teaching after this called We Ask Behavior. And I'm just going to go through the scriptures and just show you how Jesus act a fool. Because when he did a miracle, he said, don't tell nobody. He didn't broadcast it. It wasn't a ministry point. His only ministry point was, I was sent to seek and save that which was lost. Ministry of reconciliation. My father's will. He never associated his father's will with miracles. Had he done that, they wouldn't have gotten no more wine at the party. Because that had nothing to do with his father's will. Y'all still like me? I love y'all too. So he says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these, 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 category, <laughs> these, not those, these are the we us, the fully mature children of God, all who are being led by the Spirit. Let me help you. Being led by the Spirit does not mean you hear the Father independent of leadership. Being led by the Spirit means this, that you can hear the Holy Spirit. You can hear angels. You ask me the same thing, all right? You can hear the fivefold ministry, mentors, books. The Father can lead you to read a book that was written by somebody who was under the influence of the Spirit. That is being led by the Spirit. Sometimes he'll tell you to read a book, and you won't read it. And the book got the information in it to help you for the next journey. By the time you hit this weos level, total trust. I only do what my father say. So when he tell me to read a book, <laughs> read the book. When he tell you, this is your mentor, what that mean? Allow them to mentor you. When he tell you this is your spiritual family, because that's another way you hear. You don't only hear through the fivefold, you hear through community. Testimonies, prophecy, interpretation of tongues, gifts of the spirit, all who are being led by the spirit. See, we think we're just led by the spirit. We hear God's voice. Well, watch this. If that's true, then that means, it still means you only hear it at a weos level, according to scripture. So, in order for you to get to the weos level, you still got to go through the fivefold ministry. So, in order for you to get there, you had to have heard the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, the teacher, the apostle. You heard from all of them to get there. So, by the time you come to weos, you know what it took.
My son called me yesterday. Because when when you he called me yesterday from his he had a cross country meet. I forgot we on camera too. <laughs> Can't do nothing now. Okay. He he had a bad he had a bad cross country meet yesterday. He called me. Daddy, <laughs> I'm showing you maturity. I just got done running. How'd you do? I didn't do good. <laughs> he said, I didn't do good. The next thing that came out of his mouth was this. All the stuff they said about that training, I need to do that. <laughs> Maturity. Me being dad, you good, son? You need me to come get you? Because <laughs> I'm, you know, just, you know, dad, right? Nope, I'm staying and supporting my, my uh, teammates. Good. Go ahead, you can clap. That's maturity. He didn't blame the coach. He didn't blame the coach. It's the coach's fault. It's your fault. No, I take the onus on this. Maturing. That's what we have to do in this walk. If you're going to be a wee ass, it's going to be because you trained. Okay? If you are being led by the Spirit, y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? I need to turn the mic up. I need to put the mic a little bit closer. Okay, don't do that. Don't say God said nothing to you until you can say he first told you practice righteousness. If he ain't tell you to practice righteousness, he ain't told you to do nothing else. Amen? If he didn't tell your butt to pray, fast, give, read the word, and be a part of a spiritual community, he's not talking to you. He's not talking to you. As many are being led. As a father, I'm going to put my children on a path that gets them to where they're supposed to go. If he ain't telling you to be led, if he ain't telling you to go practice righteousness, you're not hearing him. Verse 15, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry, Abba, Father. You have received a spirit of adoption as we are, in which you cry, Abba, Father. The fully mature son knows no matter what goes on in my life, I got connection. I'm connected. I'm connected. Jesus was dissing everybody. We ask behavior. This and everybody. Tell the disciples, how long I got to be with y'all? This is a full mature son. How long I got to be with y'all? This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. How he know that? Because that's how he got him out. 
fully mature, turning over tables in the temple. Don't you go do it. <laughs> I see it on you right now. <laughs> just, just let me find a table. <laughs> he was constant. As a mature child of God, he knew he was connected. That's why he had no problem going against the Pharisees. He had no problem going against the Sadducees, against the scribes, against the government. He had no problem. Why? Because he was connected. He wouldn't worry about no assassination. They came to get him. And this brother going to say this. No, this is how the scripture went. The scripture went like this. They came to come get him. They didn't say we came to get you. They came to get him. He perceived it by the spirit of discernment and said to them, before they said something to him, we are stuff, all right? I will be with you a little longer. The Bible said they came to get him to kill him. And he walked up to him, I'll be with you a little longer. I know you thought you was going to kill me, but I'll be with you a little longer. When they got ready to kill him, said, I got your life in my hands. He said, no, you don't. I give my life. I lay it down and I pick it back up. The next thing he asked him was, who are you? He said, are you the king of Jews? Did somebody tell you that or are you asking? Man. <laughs> We ask behavior. The Pharisees come up to him, talking crazy. I and my father are one. We about to stone you. Stone me for what? For the works I do? No. Nope. We ain't got no problem with the works you do. We got a problem with what you say and God is your father. That's the issue we have. So what is the problem with religion? They don't want you to say God is your father because the moment you say God is your father, you're saying you're equal with him and that you hear directly from him. And most ministries can't deal with that. Why? Because they think they're not, they're not going to be able to tell you anything. Why? Because they don't understand the five stages of sonship. So they don't know how to teach in a manner where the person can grow and still hear them. So they have to manipulate you to make you feel like you can't hear at all. You just, I got ready to move to Atlanta. I was telling them this yesterday. And the bishop told me, um, I said, well, God told me, you know, it's time for me to go move to Atlanta. He didn't tell me. So what you mean? I'm supposed to sit here till he tell you? That's prison. That's prison. That is prison. The Father does not want us to be in bondage. Hold on. Wait, wait. Am I in the book? For you have not received the spirit of slavery. I'm never going to put you in a position where you have no choice but to do what another human tell you to do. He gave us rule over the planet, not over people. When the Bible says obey those that had a rule over you, he's not talking about ruling your life. He's talking about ruling your spiritual education. He's not talking about ruling your life. Obey those that had a rule over you for they watch for your what? Soul. Soul is where you developed. They're not watching for your life. They're not watching for your body. They're not even watching for your spirit. They're watching for your soul. All right. Romans 8, 19. For the earnest expectation 
of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, the we us of God. So even creation is waiting on you to mature. Creation waiting on you to mature. Creation is waiting for you to be who the Father said you are. Because the Bible says that they're still subject to Satan. Your destiny is waiting for you to grow up. Your family is waiting for you to grow up. The people who are a part of your life are waiting for you to mature. Because if the creation is waiting, watch this, man is a part of creation. Why is this important? Because if you don't get into your destiny, your kids don't get into their destiny. That's why we keep starting over. So we keep starting over. Mama, dad didn't leave us nothing. Now we got to start over and try to lead the kids something. The Bible says a good man leaves generations, two generations ahead. Y'all be funny how y'all be looking at me. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the weas of God. Those who make peace. Now watch this. You can't give anything that you don't have. All right? You can't give peace. Jesus told the disciples, when you walk into this house, leave peace. If they're worthy, he said, leave peace. So peace is tangible. The peacemakers will be called by who? Heaven. Now, the thing about this is, this is the thing what you call living inside out instead of living outside in. Y'all got me there? This is where you live inside out instead of outside in. So, when you walk into a situation, you give off God. You're living inside out. Instead of walking, in, so I walk into a situation that has chaos and I bring peace. I'm living inside. I bring the peace of God that is in me outward. Versus I walk into a situation, and the situation enters me and changes my mood. This is a sign of maturity, living inside out. The Bible says that your faith is made effective when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you for Christ's sake. When you acknowledge it, not when people acknowledge it. They can tell you great. They can tell you anointed. They can tell you powerful. They can tell you all types of things until you acknowledge it. It doesn't come out. That's why Jesus is in the boat. It's a storm. The disciples like, bro, why are you down here asleep? We're about to drown. 
He gets up, rebukes the storm, speaks to the thing, and then turns and talks to them. Y'all ain't got no faith. We ask behavior. That's mature behavior. T.D. Jake said something that was so powerful. He said, if I knew then what I know now, I would have just went to sleep. I just went to sleep. Had I known who I was years ago, a lot of stuff wouldn't have not affected me. Now, man, look, even in this ministry, this is your ministry. That's what I tell them. If you don't finance it, it won't get financed. The moment you stop financing it, I stop showing up. Matthew chapter 5, verse 42 through 45. Who ready to be a weas? You got to labor to enter into his rest. We got to labor to enter into his rest. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It is worth it. Or it ain't nothing like having a life that belongs to you. It ain't nothing like having a spouse that belongs to you. You ain't sure yet, Kena? You look <laughs> she looked like, <laughs> is he the one or should I seek another? <laughs> he gonna say something when we get to the house. <laughs> Matthew 5 and 42. Now, this is we are stuff. Give to him who asks you. Who ready for that? Now, why would he tell you to give to, to him who asks you? And it says, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Why would he tell you that? Because at the we are level, you tapped into that inheritance. You got the money. You got the money. At the we eyes, you've tapped into your inheritance. The full mature son is expected to be generous just like the father. We just said that in character and in life, you resemble the father. He says, give to him who asks you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. I need to borrow let me see who I can ask. I'm about to utilize this. I'm going to see who we are. <laughs> I'm about to ask to borrow some money. Say so how much I need. Don't, don't play with me. <laughs> Look, a blank check. <laughs> That's how much I need. I've been and said 10 million and be mad because 100 million could have came. Verse 43, he said, you have heard that this was said. You shall love your neighbors and hate your enemies. You have heard that this was said. Verse 44, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now look at these two scriptures, 43 and 44. You have heard that it was said, Old Testament. That's how we talk to those who were servants, those who were slaves, 
Those who did not have the promise, those who were not part of the New Testament, the New Covenant, it was said to them, you shall love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But you, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why? Because now you bear my name and they didn't bear my name. You're my child. This is what I expect of you. They were not my child. They didn't have my DNA. They didn't have the capacity. Somebody tell me in the Old Testament where he told them to imitate him. Somebody tell me in the Old Testament where he called them actually, they actually called him father. I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. How many know you have to be a weas for that? You have to. He expects you literally to take on the John, thir- John 3.16 attitude. You got to so love the world. Why? Because we now have the ministry of reconciliation. He's expecting us at the we ask level, you should have some agape love. You shouldn't have no phileo love, no eros love. Now you are expected to have agape love. This is the love that Jesus had. Watch this. This is the love Jesus had. This is the love Stephen had. They sitting there. He's on the cross hurting. They're telling him, now, this had to be hard for Jesus. Maybe it wasn't because he was, you know, he was so in tune with his father. But you got all the power. And they sitting there talking noise to you. You healed other people. Can you heal yourself? <laughs> you rescued other folks. Can you rescue yourself? And from that point of persecution, he had to say, Father, forgive them. Now, we've dealt with a little less than that. And that was quite hard. Why? Because we have not matured to that place yet. And that's okay. Because we know where we're going, right? You'll get to a place where no matter who offends you, you will say, I don't wrestle with flesh and blood. That's the spirit. (laughs) We talked about it yesterday. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. You'll get to that point. But until then, (laughs) you're going to have a whole dialogue, a whole plan. Your mind is going to be constantly going flowing. I'm about to give them the business. Am I right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Look, there's there's no shaming. When I teach, there's no shaming because you have to grow up. If you don't see where you are, you will never see where you grew to. You get me? If you don't see where you are, if you don't have those ridiculous moments where you know you're being immature, then you won't understand or see yourself when you've matured. You need somebody to cold go off and just slap you. You need it so you can see where you are. (laughs) Don't say that. Father, in the name of, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> you need it, because it's the whole thing we're saying, watch this, living inside out. 
Now, I ain't say let somebody beat you up. Now, I ain't like you. Look. Look. All right, here we go. Say, walk around the walls of Jericho seven times, hope they fall. Somebody fall. Some going to fall. Some going to give. Right. Now, I didn't say, look, let somebody slap you and keep hitting you. I ain't even, even saying let somebody. When the scriptures talk about turn the other cheek, it's talking about somebody literally, uh, um, what's the word? Um, not challenging you, but insulting you. That's what that's talking about. You don't let nobody walk up to you and slap you. I tell my children, somebody walk up to you, arm. If they insist on coming, keep coming, then it's a problem. We got a problem. I gave you the space I'm willing to give you. All right. Now, we ain't no punks, I told you. Jesus didn't choose Peter because he had a boat. <laughs> he didn't choose Peter because he could fish. He was rolling with some, some boys. Like, Jesus, what you want us to do, rain thunder down on them? You don't know the spirit you of. <laughs> they seen some people casting out devils and said, hold on. They casting out devils in your name. What you want us to do about that? He said, nothing. If they force, they're not against us. <laughs> but he had to forgive him. Stephen had to do the same thing, didn't he? They sitting there stoning Stephen. The Bible said he, Jesus is standing up on a, standing up in heaven next to the Father, and he said he had Stephen had to tell him, forgive them. They don't know what they do. That's mature. But watch this. The Bible's about Stephen. And Jesus was the only way in the Bible where they said that he was full of the Holy Spirit. Those are the only two people in Scripture in which the Bible said that they were full of the Holy Spirit and not filled. Full meaning that the Holy Spirit has covered every part of your soul. The Holy Spirit has your mind, it has your thoughts, it has your will, it has your aversions, your appetite, it has the whole nine. Because you have been fellowshipping. You have went through this process of going from a nepios to a weos. Verse 45. Let me read 44 again. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Weos stuff. Verse 45. So that you may be what? Come on, y'all. Talk to me. So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. So everything he just said is, going, is what proves that you are at the we level. And it's not stuff we wrestle with. It'll just be how you think. He said, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He loves them too. In other words, what is he saying? I need a representative. I need somebody down there to represent me up here. Luke. Chapter 6, verse 35. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. 
We are stuff. And your reward will be great, and you will be, we are sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind and ungrateful to evil men. So if he's kind and ungrateful, kind to ungrateful and evil men, so should you. Being ungrateful and being evil is no reason for us to become ungodly. I know we look for a reason. I mean, we just want to act just one more time. Just let them, just let them resurrect. But he's telling them, look, love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the most high. You have to have a I am mentality. You have to have this I am mentality. You have to forgive like him. You have to be generous like him. You have to be selfless like him. All for what purpose? Of getting what belongs to you. So what that means is sometimes you're going through a test to get a reward. Sometimes on the other side of that test is a reward. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes on the other side of that test is a reward. The whole thing of people coming up against you is not because you black. It's not because they don't like you. It's because your father's trying to get you a reward. He's saying this. Look, you're supposed to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, but I have to mentor you into this. And if I give you a Fortune 500 company, I'm speaking over y'all, ain't I? If I give you a Fortune 500 company and you can't take someone insulting you, how are you going to run a company? If I give you a ministry and you can't deal with people not showing up, If I give you a ministry and you cannot deal with folks not getting on a prayer call, you can't deal with that, bro. But watch this. It don't happen in ministry. It happens way before that, but it happens in ministry to see if you're going to go to the next level. I told you, it's been times where people were supposed to get on a prayer call and nobody got on there. And it had nothing to do with y'all. It had everything to do with us. I want to see your mode. I want to see when you see the person who didn't get on prayer call, how you going to treat them. Are you still going to talk to them? Are you still going to speak to them? Are you still going to respect them? Are you, or are you going to gossip about what they should be doing and what they're not doing, and that's why they ain't getting blessed? Nope, I ain't got time for that. So you know how I took it? You must want me to get some prayer practicing. I mean, some practice praying. That's how I took it. I put Kirby over the prayer call, Kirby and Kate over the prayer call this weekend. And he, he said, he said, I now see. Because when it's like 445, ain't nobody got on there yet. You scrap like, okay, hold on, wait, okay, let me text. Boom, boom, let me do this. Okay, nobody's responding. What's next? You. You next. 
And you got to pray. And it's hard to pray with the wrong spirit. <laughs> it's hard to pray with the wrong spirit. And that's why I told him, I wanted him to see that. You got to see that as leadership. I'm going to put everybody in positions of leader to, so you can see. You need to feel the agitation of somebody not doing what you said they should do. You need to feel it. It's a part of being a leader. You need to feel people not doing what you said and see how you, what's going on inside of you. You need that in marriage. I get tested all the time. When hot chocolate back there, she, she don't always listen. And sometimes, you know what? It's me. It ain't got nothing to do with her. It got something to do with me. She didn't do what you said. Are you going to remove your love? Because if you go remove your love from her, what you going to do with the congregation? That's why the Bible says that before you give them a ministry, they better be able to run their own house. <laughs> you got to go through some agitations in your house first. Because when you get out here, these people don't care nothing about what you think. They got their own life. You got to, everybody in here has different things that they're going through in their own world. When we talk and we come together, we collide. That clashes. It co we collide. I was telling somebody the other day, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody. I know, right? As I talked to so many people. In the, but I was talking to somebody. No, it was me and you were talking. That was me. And I was telling Chris that some people insulted him the other day. And, and he's buying some property right now. I'm... You're going to testify to this anyway, right? Okay. All right. So I'm letting the cat out the bag. All right. And the people who he's buying a property from was insulting him. They were insulting him. I mean, they were insulting him. I mean, he called me like, look, I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> but watch this. Their mother just died, and they got to sell the property. Now, you know how that goes. And how many siblings is it? Right. Y'all know how that get, right? Now, they've gone through some stuff. So I had to tell him, they ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Y'all lives are clashing at the wrong moment. You've been going through some stuff. They've been going through some stuff. And now y'all clashing in this situation. And it's easy to point a finger and blame. It's easy to get mad. It's easy to get upset. But you have to sit back for a second and say, okay, what's going on in my life that's agitating me? He's had a lot happen to him. I told him, you're, you're right now, bro, your feelings are super sensitive. <laughs> Be careful. But on the other hand, they're going through some stuff too. And they probably don't have the spiritual family you have. You have to give people the benefit of the doubt. This is we are stuff. Well, you just have to look at it like that. It's difficult at times, but you just have to see it like that. Like, you know what? They're having a bad day. Because if you don't, that conversation can get two days long in your head. Amen? That brother had a whole thing he was going to say. At the <laughs> he, he did. He said, look, uh, he ran across me too. He was like, he said, brother, when we, when we do this thing, I'm going to... I said, Chris, 
No, no, Chris. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Let it go, because at the end, there's a what? Reward. Which means if you do that, you could lose the reward. And so sometimes your mindset has to be like this. It sounds selfish, but sometimes you have to be like, you know what? The reward is more important than you. <laughs> it's more important. Nope, nope, not going there. Verse 36, be merciful just as your father is what? Merciful. Merciful. That's hard. All right, my last scripture. Hebrews 5 and 8. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Although he was a weos, a fully mature child of God, he learned obedience by the things in which he suffered. So even at the weos level, there's still some suffering. And that suffering that you receive helps you to learn how to be obedient. So even when you mature and you get to a certain level, it's certain things the Father would tell you to do. And the only reason why he's telling you to do this is because the opposition is going to come up against you. And he needs that opposition to come up against you. Because you need to learn how to be obedient under pressure. That's the suffering he was doing. The only suffering that Jesus was doing was the fact that he had an internal purpose and external conflict. That's it. The father told me to do this, but all these things are coming up against it. And what do we think? That ain't God. Yes, it is. It is. No, it's the first thing we say. It must not be God. It's, it's, it's too difficult. No. <laughs> The most valuable things that you're going to get in life are going to be extremely difficult. You are not going to get the power of God doing nothing. You are not going to get your, your uh, uh, um, inheritance doing nothing, not going through anything. I got the scriptures to prove it. This is just one right here. He's talking about Jesus. You would think since he called him, he wouldn't let the Pharisees come up against him. You would think since he called him, the scribes wouldn't come up against him. Why? Because God called him, and you better watch it. Because if they, you come up against the Lord to kill you, no, he ain't going to kill nobody for coming up against you. He's not going to kill nobody for coming up against you. He's going to grow your butt up by making people come up against you. That's religion. Religion makes you think that God's going to kill everybody that's coming up against you. No, he's not. <laughs> Them people coming up against you so you can grow up. Your mind needs something to oppose it in order for you to do good. How do we know? How do we know where you at if nobody insults you? How do we know you have patience? How do we know you have peace? How do you know you have peace? You got put into a situation and it didn't move you. That's the only way you know. The peacemaker shall be called the sons of God. You only know because you get put in a difficult situation. And you, 
And after so many times of you going through these situations, going through these situations, going through these situations, this was what the problem was the children of Israel. Every time he sent them through a situation, what ends up happening? They end up looking back to Egypt. Now, this brother then parted the Red Sea. He didn't gave him bread. He didn't gave him quail. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm good after parting the Red Sea. The Bible said he parted the Red Sea and they walked through on dry land. I'm good after that. I'm good. You moved the whole sea out the way and the water and the ground was dry. I don't need nothing more than that. We think that, right? No, nope, not true. How many times he didn't came through to you, came through for you, and as soon as you go through the same thing again, you were, what, what are we going to do? I remember my wife used to ask me, what are we going to do? What have we been doing? <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. What are we going to do? What have we been doing? Has he not provided before? Has we, we, we've never lost anything. We've never had anything shut off. We've never not eaten. None of these things have never happened. It is time for faith to kick in. He didn't came through too many times for you to still be saying, what is he going to do? Matter of fact, that's why he constantly let it happen. Because it still has not resonated with you. Jesus has just, watch this, Jesus has just turned the loaves, the, uh, what is it, the three loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 people. Had 12 baskets left over. Now this happened two times. The first time it was 12 baskets left over. The second time it was seven. He get in the boat and tell the, the uh, uh, Pharisees, no, the, his, his disciples, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the first thing they say, is it because we left the bread? Fool. I can manifest bread. <laughs> Did you not just see me take a little boy lunch and feed 5,000 people and you're asking me, where is the bread? You think I'm talking about some bread? I can get you money. Y'all hear me? You think it's about money? <laughs> it ain't about money. I can get you money. I need you to mature. He told them, he said, did you not see the loaves? How many baskets were left over? Twelve. And, and this next thing he said to him, remember. <laughs> remember. Because that's all you have to do. Just remember, okay, what happened last time this happened? See, but as I close, this is the thing right here. Watch this. Maturity is important. It's important. This is why. Because Peter walked with Jesus all three years, tight, wasn't he? Cool. Everywhere he went, took him to the mountain, took him everywhere he went. Sent the boy to, to fish for a fish and get some money out. He's seen stuff. That's why he was like, I would never betray you. Because <laughs> of what he's seen. But Jesus had to tell him, when you be converted, you're going to strengthen the brothers. What was he telling him? You ain't converted yet. I hear what you're saying, but you ain't converted yet. When you get converted, you're going to strengthen your brothers. But right now, you're not converted. And Satan is desiring to sift you like wheat. You're going to deny me three times. Ain't that what he said? 
But Peter said, nope, I'm going to go to jail. I go to jail with you. I even die with you. Peter, you're lying. You ain't mature as you think you are. So what does that mean? It don't matter who you roll with. It don't matter who you roll with. Peter rolled with Jesus and still denied him. He's seen the miracles. He's, he chopped a man's ear off. Jesus picked up the ear, put it back on, and he still denied him. <laughs> so it don't matter who you roll with. That was with Jesus for three years. And as soon as he, as soon as he got uh, uh, crucified, the first thing they did was go back fishing. They didn't continue the mission. It don't matter. It don't matter. You can be a part of the divine generation. You can be a part of Lionheart. You can be a part of any church. It don't matter what church you go to. It don't matter what ministry you're a part of. It don't matter who your pastor is, who your leader is. Are you maturing? <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. It don't matter who your leader is. Are you maturing? Because Jesus was their leader. He had front row seats to the greatest man that ever touched the planet and still missed the test. Ridiculous, ain't it? But it just shows you we have to mature. We have to mature, all right? We have to labor to enter back into that rest, all right? The labor is us growing in grace towards the mark towards the mark. Paul said that there's a mark, right? Now, this is your assignment. Read the Gospels. The Gospels are a snapshot of a mature child of God. Jesus is showing you right there what a mature child looks like. Amen? All right. She just disappeared on me like that. Hallelujah. Come on. Let me say this before I go. When he predestined us, he predestined us knowing what we would have to do to get there. He predestined us. He didn't just tell us to practice righteousness for no reason. He knew what it was going to take. He knew you was going to have to practice righteousness. He knew you was going to need a pastor, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, an apostle. He knew you were going to need a, a, a family. Like I tell people all the time, you can't grow outside a spiritual family. It is impossible. It is impossible for you to grow outside of the spiritual family. That is the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption is the, not only the Holy Spirit in your life, but it's the Holy Spirit on ministry to help you. Everybody who's a part of this ministry has been adopted into this ministry. Which means what you were connected with, you are no longer connected with. Now we are connected with what? Heaven. We are connected with our Father. Amen? That's what the spirit of adoption is. This is the spirit of adoption. I told Tremaine, 
I was like, we didn't know. I met Tremaine, and two months later, he was living with me. Two months later. <laughs> I know y'all was like, who is this dude? You know, like, who is this guy you living with? You just met the guy. It was the spirit of adoption. At that time, he was literally grafted into our family. You too, Ola? Ola. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> She's sorry. That's what it, uh, it's adoption. <laughs> See, that's what we're going to talk about next, the orphan spirit. and Why you were adopted? You were adopted into the family because your family couldn't get it done. You needed a spiritual family because your natural family can't get it done. When's the last time your family sat you down and said, let's get this inheritance? When's the last time your family said, look, let's go pray for five hours? That's a different type of brotherhood. That's a different type of sisterhood. When was the last time your family said, you know what? What book you read? What book in the Bible you read? I want to read it too. Nope. Why you go?